1: Now, here's your host, from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca.
2: Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka president of Max Out Savings Advisors, and the host of the Max Out Savings Show, When we are talking savings investments in your retirement, as always every Saturday here on the Max Out Savings Show, and our motto is... And our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And today, we've we got actually quite a bit to talk about. We're going to be talking about uh, seniors and seniors. And by that, what I mean is we're talking, we're talking about seniors that are graduating from high school and about to start college, uh, also seniors in college, and then also seniors uh, uh, that are retired and and how to deal with retirement and income in this uh, very uh, topsy-turvy uh, uh, investment world we live in today. And, and so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, during the show, we're going to be taking calls. And uh, so if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070, just like the KNTH uh, 1070. That's real simple. Uh, so uh anyway I thought we'd start out talking some about uh, it, it's coming up on college uh, uh a lot of people are graduating from high school in the next couple months and and they'll be starting college and, and parents are having to deal with how to pay for college and I thought we would cover a couple things uh a different uh how, how to handle that how to handle the expenses of college and college uh it has gotten pretty expensive out there it's uh I'm choking as I think about it because I have one of my my youngest is actually two my two youngest are still in college now, and one of them were fortunate <laughs> that the uh, that the GI Bill's paying for his and the other one were were paying for most of it and it's it's pretty expensive the 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 average cost for colleges is, is there's two main components to college uh, is is room and board and fees and, and, and the college fees so. Your average room and board's about nine thousand dollars, not, not ninety-eight hundred dollars a year for for kids in a state school, uh, just under ten thousand dollars. That includes your your room, your board, uh, and and then then it's so the it adds up to be about on an average nineteen thousand five hundred dollars per year that that you have to pay for for college. Uh, now, if we if we move up to the if we if we go to a private school, the room and board's a little more. It's a little over eleven thousand dollars, eleven thousand two hundred dollars in an average, but but the tuition is, is running around thirty one thousand dollars. So it, it's 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 around forty two thousand dollars a year on an average for a private school. So private schools, a lot more expensive. So a couple ways you can save money by going to a state school. And the other thing is, if, if 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 your child lives at home, that's free room and board, in theory, and uh doesn't quite work that way, but uh, th- that's a good way to save money and then go into either the community college or the local school. And, and a lot of people will send their kids to the community college for the first two years to, to save that extra money, and then they go off full-time. Uh, now, there's basically, there's six ways to pay for college, yeah, and and so we're dealing with a lot of money we're we're dealing with either having to come up with $42,000 a year or 19,000 a year and if you if by the way if you send your kid to a state school out of state it typically is going to cost you another 10,000 a year for that and so that's about $31,000 on an average i wanted to go over some of those things so how do you, how do you come up with 20,000 to $40,000 a year or more uh to pay for college i mean it, that that's a lot of money and 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 which as I said, there's six ways to pay for college, and typically the average family uses a combination to do that to break down your expenses and The six ways are <laughs> you take it out of your six you you kind of pay as you go from income that that you're getting you know from a check uh you you also have uh scholarships you go with government loans, and then you get gifts uh from from friend or relatives. Uh, or also uh you 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 work in a job and and uh, uh, the interesting thing about the job is the ancillary uh stuff we've gotten on jobs that really from what i've heard is th- some of the research has said the kids that actually work in college are the most successful kids when they get out and and so there's nothing wrong with having a job, but but if you have to sit there and write that check for twenty thousand or three two thousand dollars a year every year for four years, most people can't do that. So you've got to come up with a combination of those of those things. And, and so the way you do that is is you, you 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 sit there and you 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 work with a combination of, of that. So you put down on a piece of paper and say, look, how much money do I can I have I saved for college now. College is four years, which means you have to take your college savings divide it by four so you get a little bit each year out. So if you've got forty thousand dollars saved up for your child's education, take out ten thousand dollars out of your savings for that. And and then also and by the way, if it's in an UGMA account of five twenty nine, remember a college savings not like your retirement where you're gonna use the money over thirty years, you're gonna use that money in three to four years. And and so you you don't wanna be once you're child gets within about a year. You don't want to have them in the stock market because if that market goes down 56% like it did in 2008, you've just wiped out your college fund and you don't have a chance to get it back. So so first you start with the savings and then you figure out how much you can take out with income. And and you go work over to you apply for scholarships. How much am I going to get for scholarships? And and then you you add all of this stuff up together. and, and, And as a group, you come in and build up for college now i'll expand about that let's take a call here from jerry hello jerry how are you doing
3: hey good morning ted
2: i can't hear anything
3: uh you there ted?
2: yeah let me see hold on. jerry yes i'm here ted. okay gotcha i don't know what happened there uh, oh no
3: problem uh what? first of all i love you on this station uh and i think you do a great be the best financial guy on the radio, very thoughtful um, and 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 no drama.
2: Thank you, I appreciate that, Jerry. Uh,
3: hey, table. What's your thoughts on portfolio allocation and and how much uh, cash someone should have right now, and and how much exposure to the international markets?
2: You know, I, I tell you what, that, that's that's a good question. Right now, I, I think you need to have a little higher level of, of cash than normal, and and. I think the market is overvalued, and I, I think it should be at least twenty-five percent in this market. Uh, uh, it, look, I, I kind of wrote some things down uh, last night. I, I was kind of doing just this week. I want to quote three people. Uh, Paul Tudor Jones, who's one of the, was one of the top hedge fund managers for the last thirty years, says we're in a the middle of a disastrous market mania. Richard Fisher. Uh, president of the Dallas Federal Reserve, he just stepped down, said the markets are hyper overpriced and a significant correction is coming. And Ray Dalio, who's one of the top uh, hedge fund managers out there, uh, it, the one of the most successful, says, we're avoiding concentrated bets now, Not right now. And he said if the Fed would raise rates, it's very similar to 1937. So there you have three very successful people war- just this week uh, – Warning of 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 a correction, and I think when a correction comes, it's going to be very steep. Uh, yeah. And so I, I would have a higher level than normal cash on the international markets. We're, we're underweighted on that right now. What I'm waiting for is some type of correction, and then with the dollar as strong as it is we're gonna we're gonna move overseas to deploy using our stronger dollars to buy into cheaper markets right now. As an example. Germany's up about 22 percent. It's had a big run this year. You know, it's give or take a couple percent. But the 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 euro is down about 12, 13 percent. So most of the, uh, you know, more than half of that uh, gain has been lost through currencies. And so when you hear these foreign markets are up, you have to remember in your currency, what it, what are you really doing? and, and so. I think right now, later this year, you want to increase your international weighting, but just not right now because the dollar is falling at such a rapid rate. Yes. Does that answer we, the question? No, it's
3: a uh, thoughtful, uh, as usual, a very thoughtful answer. Should we just sell everything at this point in time and wait?
2: You know, you know I, look, we're in we're in some of what you want to do at this juncture is, is you want to go through your holdings and go, look, what am I really comfortable with? What do I want to hold long-term? And what am I willing to ride through a correction with? And what am I just – what am I kind of nervous about? And oftentimes it's that one that keeps bothering you in the back of your mind. You know, I really should sell that. I really should sell that. Those are the ones you want to get out of right now.
3: That makes sense. And I have an ETF in Canada, and it obviously has not performed well because of the commodities. Would that be, be one to sell, or at this point in time it's better just to hold that?
2: You know, uh, I was actually sitting in my office with some Canadians yesterday, and we went over the the Canadian dollar is down substantially, and that's one of the problems you're running into there too, is the Canadian dollar is dropping. Uh, Canadians have a lot of resource resources, and right now, with the exception of the gold, I don't like the whole resource sector, so I'd kind of pull away and then watch. Uh, as far as do I sell everything? You want to hold off till the market really starts breaking down before getting there. But I think right now you want to sit there and have that higher level of cash because we believe when the correction comes, it's going to be extremely quick.
3: Everybody's going to try to get out at once. Yeah. Ted, I appreciate it. And, I, and I, this station is a much better fit for you, and I appreciate it.
2: Okay. Thank you very much, Jerry. That was Jerry with the call. If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, so we talked about the, uh, uh, and, and we are just cautious on these markets in general here, and we'll talk some more. I'm going to expand upon that later in the show. So six ways to sit there and, and, and work on that, that college spending. You know, how, oh my God, my son just has been accepted to a, to a, a Baylor, or a TCU, or whatever. It's going to cost me forty forty five thousand dollars. What do I do? And, and so what you do is, you put together. Remember, we have seven six ways. To pay for college, and very very few people are ever able to come up with the forty five thousand dollars a year to just for college. So, so what you do is is you come up with <coughs> your four things, which is going to be savings. Some out if you take some out of your income that you have coming in your check, your, your 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 paycheck. You you have them apply for scholarships. You you maybe some government loans. You get help from relatives. And maybe maybe if that's not good enough, he might have to get a job. Maybe he gets a job helping on campus. A lot of the, particularly the private schools, try to come up with some extra financial aid by coming up with a job for people. And let's talk about gifts. You can give $14,000 to a person and not have to pay taxes on it. That's the limit. The gift limit is is $14,000. Anything above that, you're going to have to sit there and take it off of your, of your uh, estate exemption. Oftentimes, talk to relatives, particularly grandparents, uh, because, you, you know, you make the presentation to the grandparents that, hey, look, we're really struggling to get, get uh you know, our, our child, your grandson or granddaughter through school here, uh, if any help would, would be, be helpful. And what I've seen, a couple things. We've seen grandparents at Max Out Savings Advice, some of them have set up trust for all the kids. Each one gets a certain amount. Other times, I've seen grandparents that won't give their kids a dime anything, uh, when it comes to to maybe some uh, help on the on the grandkids' college, they'll they'll help out there. And, and so, what you have to do is my point. When it comes to, this is you've got to reach for everything to try to get it taken care of, uh, to try to get that savings going. And, and so, you have to pull a little bit from every every aspect from your savings, from your income, from fight fight for those scholarships, maybe some loans. Talk, you know, don't feel bashful about helping your 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 son or daughter. You know. Uh, talking to some your grandparents, and then also maybe they have to get a job. Uh, the research out there, from what we've seen, is the kids that worked their way through school, uh, numbers are actually better for them uh, when it co- when it comes to uh, performance when they're coming out of school. So something to think about. And uh, we're coming up here in a break. And if you have any kinds or comments, we got a bunch of phone calls coming in. You can give us a call at seven one three. 391070 1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. And, by the way, if you haven't had a chance to go to our website and sign up for our free newsletter, we talk about a lot of these things, everything from uh, savings for college to how to handle sudden wealth to saving for retirement to income at retirement to Out what's happening. Just go Gioca to maxoutsavings.com and sign up for the free newsletter. We'll be back 3-3-9-1070. in a minute. Ted
1: Gioka will return after these messages.
0: Aggressively invest conservatively. That's solid advice from Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and he shares it with you every Saturday when the Max Out Savings Show airs at 10 a.m. on AM 1070. The Answer. Ted's method calculates risk as well as return to actively manage your investments in today's changing markets. Max Out Savings Advisors uses a finely tuned value analysis strategy designed to manage and mitigate risk to prepare and escort you through retirement. Listen to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1070. The Answer.
4: Hi, this is Sam Malone. You're driving to work. You're driving somewhere, and Your car starts going, <laughs> or making some crazy noise. You're like, oh, man, what's wrong with it? Because the first thing you think is, something's wrong with my car. Second thing is, am I going to get ripped off on the repairs? Brother, go to Freedom Automotive. Freedom Automotive, since 1986. Family owned and operated. 13,403 Murphy Road in Stafford. Online, freedomauto.com or call 281 499 47 97. This is the place where they've got the top mechanics working. It's a Napa Auto Care Center with a two year, 24,000 mile nationwide warranty on the work that they do at over 14,000 locations. All Asian and domestic car repairs done there. Fantastic body shop. They work with all your insurance companies and it's run by a great crew, a great family. Remember, when the car starts making weird sounds, Freedom Automotive, freedomauto.com. By the time Monday morning rolls around, it's time to get back to work and to get informed, too. So start your day with Bill Bennett's Morning in America at 5 o'clock. I'm Chuck Tiller, and I'll ease you into the work day with a good oldie for you around 5 20 and some great conversation with Bill Bennett and his guests, bringing you up to date over the events of the weekend.
1: Then at 705 the Sam Malone Morning Show. Bill Bennett's Morning in America. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Sam Malone at 7. On AM 1070 the answer Once again, here's your host for the Max out Saving Show, Ted Gioka.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We were talking about how to save for, how to pay for college expenses, and we've got six things. We're going to be talking about those, but we've got a lot of callers on the line. Puts, uh, I think we've got Clyde on line one. Hello, Clyde. How are you doing? Clyde? Oh, wait, we get. We good. Clyde. Clyde, you there? Let's see here. Hold on just Clyde? Okay, let's go to line two. Clyde? Hello? We got Bill. Bill yain.
5: Yes, I am, Ted. Oh, sorry um,
2: about that. Okay.
5: Can you hear me, Ted? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, and relative to the first call, when this market does correct, how do you think the market was going to be affected and will react?
2: Okay, that this is an interesting question here because I what I think is happening right now is I think a global deflation where, where, where commodity prices around the world are falling at the same time. We're making a shift to a current where where countries around the world have decided that interest low interest rates aren't working and so they're going to try cut it they're cutting the their, their, the value of their currencies and and so 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 that's somewhat of a currency war. if you look at the earnings growth I just saw a number of of about one to two percent growth of the s and p five hundred earnings because they're being hurt by the drop in oil prices for lots of companies in the s and five hundred also right. the drop in 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 the currencies is hurting them as well. So, if people think the world's economy is slowing down and the market starts falling, they're going to all run to safety of of the, of the treasury market. I think very near term, and then you could, so you could see see interest rates drop. And, and so I think that's what's going to happen. Now, if the economy starts strengthening, then interest rates are going to go up. And 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 the other way interest rates could go up is if if I I, I heard I think it was Paul McCauley talked about. The economy, the, the Fed's going to run the economy hot, which I think is absurd. Because when you're at the zero bound interest rates and the economy starts running hot, by the time you can get you raise interest rates to one percent, it's not going to slow down that freight train at all. And, and they're going to have force to to, and that's going to cause a massive blow up blow off in in, in asset prices for that to happen. And then and then just a virtual collapse. So I don't think it goes that way. I think. I think the economy starts slowing. I think they run back into the Treasury market, and, and, and so I think the bond market will rally. I think junk bonds will not rally, and I think you want to avoid junk bonds completely. Does that help out? Bill? Oh, okay, Bill's off. Okay, and, and, and so we got another call coming in. Let's take for that next call. Hey, Clyde, you there? Clyde. Hello, Clyde. I want to. Okay, let's take Sarah then. I don't For some reason, we're having a problem with Clyde there. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi. You had a question for us.
5: Yes, I did. Um, I am getting married soon.
2: Oh, congratulations.
5: Thank you very much. And my fiance and I are looking to start our savings habits early um, preferably, you know, before we get married. We both have jobs, fortunately, and um, we're also blessed to not have any student loan debt. But I'm um, just curious if you could tell me what percentage should we be saving and where should it go?
2: Okay. Our philosophy is, of course, is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. But what you, <laughs> once you want to do that, is you put that into a 401k plan if or, or a company savings plan and and i'd like to see you save ten percent uh on the on that money over over time and uh ten percent plus the company match so it gets around thirteen percent and and the numbers on on this Sarah, is if you just save that money up over that time frame you 're going to have enough money to retire for two reasons one of them is it's called income based savings so you 're saving what you what to up to the level that your income is, which is, tends to be what your spending habits are. And, and so if you're making $70,000, you're saving enough for, for uh, to, to, to generate savings so you can live within that $70,000 expenses. If you're making a $1 million a year, then at retirement you should have income that will generate somewhere in that neighborhood. And, and, and so uh, th- that would be the number one thing. And let me give you a number here. If you're saving $10,000 a year after 20 years – in a taxable account, you have $367,000. In, in, in If you put it in a tax-deferred account like an IRA, you're going to have $457,000. So there's oh, wow. a huge difference in savings. Look, uh, our, our main business at Max Out Savings Advisors is when people retire or they change jobs and they roll over their 401k plan, they come to us. None of these – well, we have some very, very rich people. We do business, but most of them are just – People that are, have built up saving, they just save money, and they have uh, good jobs, and they save money. And if you just do it in the program we talked about, 10 percent plus the company match, about 13 percent, the research says you're going to have plenty – you're going to have a very good retirement uh, when you retire. Okay. It, Thank it's not you. rocket science. So, it, and, and so, But that's the key. You pay yourself first by putting it in those company savings plans. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Good question. Now, we have a call coming in on line four from Eugene. Hey, Eugene, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you. You had a question for us.
6: Yes, sir. My wife and I both make good money between us, but we haven't planned well for retirement. And I was wondering if there's anything we can do to catch up. We need to make money to retire on, and we're looking for the optimal investment to maximize our nest day.
2: Okay. Here's what you want to do. How much are you putting away right now percentage-wise?
6: oh maybe uh
2: 10%. Okay. Uh, how old are you?
6: I'm 55 and she's 45.
2: Okay. So what you want to ramp that up a little bit more. Probably closer to 15% if you can. And, okay. and, and then put put a uh you want to have a conservatively managed portfolio. Uh I would I would have about Somewhere around sixty percent in stock, forty percent in bonds. In of that percentage right now, I would downweight both of them, which simply means uh, have about twenty-five or thirty percent cash until we see what's really going to happen with the with the world's economy. And, and, and so, so you have less than that. You, you, you just you, you take about twenty-five percent of your sixty and twenty-five percent of your forty percent in cash, and, and, okay. and, and keep putting the money away. Okay, and, and one of the problems you have right now is now is not to take time to take a big risk on the stock market. The, the the stock market, I think the yield I saw, the dividend yield is is very low right now. If you look at the at the P E ratio, it, it it's extremely high. Uh, if you look at at uh, the sales ratios, they're very high. The market, all the ratios we look at says this market's very expensive. So. You're not going to hit the home run right now in this market. So what you want to do is wait with higher levels of cash for it to to have the big correction. That's when you make your move, and you're going to get better returns. But the number one, Gene, is first increase that savings rate.
6: Thank you so much.
2: Okay, appreciate it. Good luck with that. Thank you. Bye. But, and, and by the way, if, it, it, it's a good thing if you get a chance to sign up for that free newsletter, which we do a lot of. Ta- uh, we do a, a lot of writing about how to save money and different tactics in the Max Out Savings report. So if you just go to the website at MaxOutSavings.com, you can, you can sign up for that free newsletter. It's free. We put a lot of stuff in the in these reports to try to help you out and, and to kind of see see where things go. So go to the website, and you can also call us at one three 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 nine. 1070 here on the max out savings show let's try clyde one more time here hey clyde you there clyde you know i'm think. i think it's that i think it's the number one to have clyde call back another line see if we get that okay uh we're talking about we're talking about college savings and there's six ways to do it And 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 what we what we said is it, a lot of parents are very intimidated by the twenty thousand to fifty thousand dollars a year in college cost and 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 they think there's no way they can help but the way you, you help your kid your children get through college is you pull from all your sources there's six ways to save money for college, one of them is your savings, and as we talked about, very few people have fifty thousand dollars a year in savings per year to to pay for their child's education. Instead, you use what savings you have. Remember, you have to divide your total savings by four and just use a quarter per year. You you use some of your income from your paycheck. Cut other expenses. We, we're paying for my son now. We're trying to cut back to to because it's an expensive private school. You work on scholarships everywhere you can. You get some loans. And then also you talk to relatives to see if anyone would willing to contribute, like the grandparents, to the, to the child's education. And then get a job. Maybe he works weekends. He or she works weekends. Uh, and, and you pull the whole package together. And that's what's going to get you where you want to be for college. So we've got Annette with a question on 401Ks. So let's take Annette. Annette, you there? Hello, Annette? Annette, you think, can you hear her? Huh. Well, we'll see what the deal is. Okay, why don't you work with Annette here and see if we can get that going and uh, get her on for me. And and so the other thing I want to I just expand upon a little bit. Can we get her? Okay, let's try George on line one. Hey, George, you there? No, it's not coming through well guys keep trying we'll we'll get it We'll get this phone situation straightened up and uh and figured out they want to talk some about the markets and and really, the market has been it, last week it it literally went up I think it's the last six or seven days it's gone up big one day down big the next day, up, big the next day, down big the next day, kind of a little stair step up. And what we're seeing is just a very volatile market. This week, Janet Yellen decided to take patience out of the out of the uh, their statement so they might raise rates later this year. But the problem they're running into is they, the Federal Reserve would dearly like to raise rates because they're at zero, the lowest in history. But the problem they're running into is – the, the world 's economy is slowing down, and the u s economy is slowing down and we have deflation so so they 're trying to do that and If they raise rates here, it could cause the u s dollar to get stronger and these other currencies to collapse so there 's a lot of cross currents in these markets right now uh, i We still think the market is very overvalued in here and and prone to a, a substantial correction and I think going forward some of the themes we're looking at for later in the year is going to be international markets not right now but with a stronger dollar we're going to use that strong dollar to to buy stocks cheaply kind of like when if you go to mexico you can buy things cheaply because your dollar goes so much further down there this was years ago when the mexican currency was cheap so you could go buy a beer for 50 cents and hang out on the beach in cancun it was a great deal same thing in investing. As the dollar goes up and these currency gets weak, this is what gives us the opportunity. And so I think that, and then later this year for oil, but oil is still going down. Now, let's see if we can get Annette on line two. Hey, Annette, you there? This is, huh. Well, let's work on this. Tell what, are we coming up here on a break here? Okay. The um, let's see if we can, Let's see try one of these other lines. See if we can get one of the other ones. See, Let's see if we can get, George, you there? George, can you hear him over there? Okay, all right. Well, well, we'll we'll get these phones worked out with us. Stick with us. So anyway, so we're talking about a market that's very high and very expensive. And, and so what I think you want to do is is run higher levels of cash because what we think is going to happen is 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 the big two big themes this year are going to be. Currency wars, which we're starting to see, and we wrote about this in the Maxell Savings Report, and we said, "Look, there's going to be currency wars happening out there." And then, the, this it, it, because c- countries are scrambling to try to get their economies going. No one's economy worldwide is growing very much right now, and and, and they're all fighting for jobs. The, the second thing that's happening is, is I think, is liquidity is is draining. Although the Fed has flooded the system with money, our internal work in the markets say that liquidity for individual investments, once it starts going down, everybody sort of pulls back at the same time. And so you're going to see some liquidity problems out there. Some sectors that I think are particularly vulnerable to liquidity problems is going to be the junk bond market uh, because of some changes in the regulatory authority. And then uh, because banks can no longer trade for their own account and provide liquidity. And the second thing that's going to happen is is going to be in the markets and we're already seeing these mini flash crashes that are going let's see if we can get tom on let's see if we do we get this working so we'll go to line okay it uh, let's see
6: hello there
2: hey tom okay you there
6: yes i have a comment about saving for college have you ever heard of the texas beyond time loan
2: vaguely i really haven't studied the texas programs that closely
6: Okay. Well, it's um, a loan program that the uh, colleges and universities are not allowed to publicize. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 4000 a semester. You go to a public school. You finish within four years and a B or above on your uh, GPA, and you do not have to pay back the loan.
2: Wow, that's a pretty good deal. Where do you get those, do you know?
6: You have to ask for it, and you student completes the FAFSA financial aid application, and um, the the trick is they're not allowed to publicize it due to regulations, so the students have
2: to ask for this loan. Oh, so Texas Beyond Loan. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go for some of y'all looking around uh, this other way. To try to try to get your – that's actually a pretty good – because there are programs out there. and The trick is you've got to sit there and look for the programs and push and really search. And that's a good question, Tom. Uh, good point, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. It's called the Texas Beyond Time Program. I, I, not familiar with it, but, uh, you know, if check with your college administrator and, or the, your financial counselor and see if they can help you out. Okay, now we have time for another question. Okay, we, Okay, who do we have? George, you there? Yes,
5: I sure. Oh, Can great! You that?
2: Yeah, you had a question okay. for hey. us.
5: Yes, I do. Thank you for taking my call. First mm-hmm. of all, um, I do have a question for you. I, I am currently in my uh, company's four hundred and one k plant, and really, there's a whole lot of options. I, I mean, not good options, anyways, in those yeah. terms. Um, but I, I, I'm currently right now in one hundred percent in small caps, probably correct. But that's what I'm in right now, yeah. and I want to shift it because what you're saying is actually, uh, absolutely correct. I want to shift it to what tips? Uh, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I think that I think the tips should work uh, in here, and and that's also what you're doing. If nothing else, you're reducing your your beta, which just means you're are reducing your volatility, your, your portfolio. And, and tips is if even if the tips doesn't work exactly the way you think, and the market falls apart, it's going to do a heck of a lot better than the rest than, than so- the small caps.
5: So, Ted, what drives the tips? What, what is the driving force? Is it
2: the- if people think interest rates are going up, they jump into the tips.
5: Got it. So so it's driven by interest rates only.
2: Yeah, that's the – and it, it, inflation and deflation expectations. And right now, people sort of think deflation is going to be – so the tips could go down, but they're materially better than small-cap. Remember, the problem with small-cap stocks is a lot of them are owned by big institutions. They have big yep. blocks in them. In a small cap, there's not many sponsors in the, in the stock, so when they start selling, there's no buyers, and so that you're going to have the most volatility or beta in the small cap at this point in time, and particularly you want to get out of that sector.
5: Okay, so so would you would you say go 100 percent into the tips, or would you just maybe go to to a percentage? Uh, uh, I, in large, I do maybe
2: I do maybe half tips, and then maybe if if you want to do go that route and do half short term uh, treasuries.
5: Short-term treasuries. Now, yeah. I'm not sure if we have that option. I'd have to check.
2: Yeah, okay. or a short-term bond fund. Oh, uh, short-term bond fund. Okay, all right. Well, thanks those... for
5: yeah, thanks. Thanks for your opinion. That that helps.
2: Okay, good. Yeah, you've done well, probably with that small cap. But now's the time You've yeah. got to be careful. Yeah,
5: I, I've, I've done quite well, but I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of thinking the way in, in the terms that you're thinking that things are going to change. And it, yeah, there's you know it, it has good it's had a good run, but I'm I'm worried about it.
2: Okay, good enough. Thanks, thanks. for the call. Now, we're we'll coming up on a quick break. If you've got any questions or comments, 713 339 1070 right here in the Max Out Savings If you've
1: got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713 339 1070. We'll be right back.
4: Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com.
2: This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. We've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets recently. Do you have a plan in place to protect your retirement? Max Out Savings can lead you through these troubling times so you can enjoy your retirement. Retirement should be a time to follow your dreams, not to worry about your investments. Let Max Out Savings be your retirement partner. Set up an appointment with us at MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Or call us at 713-627-0400. That's 713-627-0400.
0: This
6: is Hugh Hewitt for the TownHall.com Weekend Journal. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu wins a decisive victory despite gloomy projections by pollsters.
3: I think they were reading the wrong line on the polling information.
6: Netanyahu is ironically indebted to our president for a huge helping hand. I am of the belief that determinative in these elections in Israel was in fact President Obama. Will the U.S. abandon support for our ally in the Middle East? And will the president force a deal on Iran? We'll hear from Mark Thiessen. They will do an end run on the elected representatives of the American people, but count on the votes of despots in China and Russia to make this agreement
3: binding on on America.
6: A deal granting flagrant support for Israel's nemesis, Iran, to pursue its nuclear ambitions. Fast, engaging, insightful—the Town.com Weekend Journal. The com Weekend Journal, Sunday mornings at six
1: AM, ten seventy. The answer. The Max Out Savings Show earns now with your host Ted Gioka.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and in your retirement. And uh, earlier, we've been talking about how to pay. We're coming up on a lot of people's kids are graduating from college. And, and, and what we've been saying is, is you've got six methods to, to pay for it. How, oh, my God, how do I pay for 20000 to $50,000 a year? I've only got three thousand dollars in savings. What do I do? First thing you do is you take that, that 30000 savings, you divide it by four. That means you have $7,500 a year to pay for college. Then you figure, hey, how much can I take out for income to kind of float them a little money or her money during school? Then you, you, little Johnny or Susie needs to look for scholarship, uh, and then uh, uh, maybe consider loans. Maybe uh, get a loan for a small amount of money. And you, Look, you don't want your son or daughter taking out thirty or $25,000-a-year loan and having $100,000 a year at the end of college. That's going to be disastrous. And so maybe you have to talk to the grandparents, say, hey, look, uh, uh, Johnny or Susie's been studying hard. He's gotten in, they've gotten into a good school and we're having a tough time paying for school. Is there anything you could spare, uh, us per year per, because remember you have four years to get through to help get through college. And then maybe you have to, they have to get a job and, uh, anywhere from working in, uh, being an RA in the dorm to helping with the research, uh, as a research assistant to, uh, you know, helping in the, in the kitchen, whatever it takes, uh, in order to sit there and get a job or get a job at a restaurant. Uh, and, and we've talked a lot in the show today about, look, the people with jobs. Uh, one time uh, a good friend of mine told me that uh, he, he was from, uh, he went to UT, went to a real high-powered uh, fraternity on campus, and, and he, he said, you know, the guys that actually worked uh, while we were uh, going through through school, uh, it, the guys that had to work to, to pay for it, you know, to stay in the fraternity and everything, he said those guys went on to become presidents of the company or the owners of the business. And it was was a very successful uh, group of people up there, but the guys that were the most successful ones at work. So don't feel bad about getting a job in college. There's nothing wrong with that, and it tends to pay off in the end. So those are some ideas. College costs, as we talked about earlier, anywhere from about $22,000 a year for for state schools uh, on an average uh, up to – $40,000 Forty to fifty thousand a year for for private schools, and if you go to a state school out of state, it's going to probably cost you about ten thousand dollars more per year. Something to think about, and and remember, you have to continue to save money. And now, uh, I want I want to touch base just a few things on seniors that that are that are, uh, that are retiring, and, and and so we talk about uh, income. But first, I want to give out that number. If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy. here at the Max Out Savings Show. We'll get your questions answered. The if you're retired, if you're coming <laughs> by retirement, uh, what you have to do is the savings for retirement has got to last 20, 30 years. And so you've got to grow that money over the long term. Uh, your savings for college, as they get through co- near college, you want to basically sell down your, your investments because you only, you're going to have to take them out over four years, and if something happens in the market, you're going to be in trouble real quick, because you, and you only have a year to recover and or less, and, and you're pulling out that money 25% per, uh, per year, and, and it's hard to recover. For saving, for retirement savings, you tend to pull money out on an average of about 4% a year, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, we actually talked about uh, this early in the week uh, on the Sam Malone show about the, the numbers are about four point four to four point five percent, depending on the research you look at. You can take out of savings, and there's a couple ways you can you can pull that income retirement. You can just take out a check of give me three thousand dollars a month every month out of my IRA rollover, or uh, some people will actually go they will buy a package of, of of income-producing stocks and bonds, and just take the income. Uh, if you just buy all bonds, number one, with the right now we're in one of the, we are in the lowest period, lowest period in history for interest rates worldwide. There's never been a, a time when we've had lower interest rates in Europe. There's four countries that right, have negative interest rates, which means if you give them your hundred thousand dollars CD for one year. Uh, to the ba- to the government, uh, they will pay you back ninety nine thousand dollars and some change. It's, you, you you're not going to get back. You're going to get negative interest rates. So it, it's tough to generate income just by buying bonds. You have to have a portfolio of them. But the better way to do it, there's two components to growth. In 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 an, in, in an investment portfolio, there's income, which comes from dividends, and interest, and then there's also there's also a uh a capital gains component. And and, and so what you do is, is you want to maybe use some of your income and then the capital gains over time is is gonna is gonna grow your portfolio. If you look at the stock market, the income dividends tend to generate about forty percent of the return over the long term in, in the in the p five hundred. That's forty percent. And, and, and so so the other 60% is coming from growth through capital gains. So what you want to do is is you want to you – pu- you can pull out some more – you can pull more out of your portfolio than just your dividends in and in, in interest, but what you want to do is you don't want to pull too much of your capital gains out over the long term. And all portfolios go through cycles where the portfolios go up and down. The trick is you don't want to have the big losses. Uh, in the portfolio where, the market, where you're down 56% like we were in 08, 09, and the S&500. Those type of, of of swings are disastrous. So you want to have a risk-adjusted folio that's going to manage those declines and be in different asset classes that are going to move in different directions in, in in the markets. So you can pull out some income and capital gains, but the typical numbers, think 4 to 4.5%. Now, we've got... Uh, Keith, with the question about his retirement portfolio, hello Keith. You he had a question for us
5: Keith, Keith. I've got all of my um portfolio in oil stocks and energy stocks, and I'm getting killed every week. I'm getting killed. What can I do
2: you know I tell you what here here's the problem uh two things you're overweighted in one sector and is in yeah. and, and oil is now going down. I think sometime in the, we're we're near a bottom in some of the sector. Uh, so we're going to bottom sometime in the second quarter, but the bigger problem you have is what if we don't? And, and to give me an example, uh, people kept thinking the tech sector was going to recover in nineteen, in two thousand, it went down about twenty five percent, and they thought it was recovered, and then it got worse and worse and worse. And the danger is, is what if oil stays at forty five dollars? And a lot of these guys are going to be over the longer term. You know, oil basic oil crossed over the forty. $45, $50 mark, I think in 2005 for, for the first time uh, in, in that area. And Before that, it was in the 40 30 to $40 range. So I would probably reduce some of my holdings in the sector. Is it, is it a broad based portfolio or is it just get some bigger companies or the lion's share of it?
5: It's bigger companies and I keep talking about mergers, and I don't know whether they're stoned or uh, how do I get a with you, I to get you to look at this and give me some advice. Okay, a
2: couple things. If you want, just go to maxoutsavings dot com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, dot com, and and you can uh, request an appointment. We've actually got some appointments open next week, uh, and, and we'll sit down with you and we'll review your portfolio to see how your your if you're overweighted, if you're underweighted, are you overweighted in any one industry? We'll give you a, a free portfolio review. And we'll kind of show you how we manage money. But, but we really – and we'll, we'll kind of do a back-of-the-envelope little financial plan for you to, to really see where you are. And, and, but, yeah, I think I think you have too much risk. And, and the tide is going out of the oil and gas business. And I think there's going to be some real opportunities later this year in the sector. But you, you have to be careful in what if, if, if things go against you. And a lot of the big companies haven't really sold off that much. And a lot of our clients have – that have you know, residual old-line uh, portfolios that have kept theirs, they've got big profits even now. So that's what you got to be a little careful of because I think later this year you're going to see some dividend cuts coming out of the – big write-downs coming out of the oil and gas sector.
5: This year? It's going to be this year,
2: you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah.
5: Fine, thanks. I'll call your office.
2: Okay, thanks a lot. The number is seven one three six two seven zero four hundred. 627 and, you, and we'll be happy to help. Just go to the website, too. Either one uh, will be happy to help you. And by the way, uh, you can also sign up for that free newsletter. But if you've got a question or comment, uh, give us a call here, 713-339-1070. And what we see is a lot of people in Houston, this is a big oil town, and people tend to, they – they're overweighted either through company stock or they just know the business, and so they're more comfortable investing. And so now – and we talked about this Last year, we've, when oil prices started coming down, we warned people. We said, look, be careful about overweighting in the sector. Uh, be, don't overweight. Uh, understand where you are. And we have sold our energy positions uh, last year, but and I'm looking to get back in. Now, having said that, we have a number of, of people that work with the big oil companies where they like to have some of their Exxon, Chevron, Shell, and they're still holding on to those. Those are more core positions, and they just – don't plan on selling it, but they're not just way overweighted in the, in the sector. And, and so there's two two things. When I say we've sold it for our clients, that's for people that really don't have the proverbial dog in the hunt where they have their, their core position that they've worked at Exxon all these years and they plan to hold Exxon through their entire life. Those positions we're holding, but the other positions, and then we look at them and say, hey, wait, well, you're way overweighted. We we'll probably need to cut back a little bit because what if oil stays at 30 and $40? And that's kind of what what we're starting to deal with in this market for the energy sector. And we, and we we actually, I think we've got a, we've been writing about oil prices since July last year, pointing that it was declining. And so, but if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. And also you can call in, this is a live show, the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, give us a call anytime at 713-339-1070. This is the last segment of the show so if you want to get in, you better get in quickly. Uh, I wanted to uh, touch base. By the way, uh, you know we just had that caller come in. Uh, I, I want to kind of uh, expand a little bit about if you want to give us a call or uh, what 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 do you you know what do we do? In in our main business at Max Out Savings Advisors is we manage people's IRA rollovers when they're retiring or they leave, they're changing jobs. They leave their job. They they roll over their four hundred one k to us and or we manage a lot of trust as well, uh, and and what we do is is we're value investors in the stock and bond market. We use mostly stocks and individual bonds. We also buy some ETFs and mutual funds to build a good high quality portfolio, uh, and then we manage it for you so you don't have to worry about it. But if if you come in. Uh, I'll be happy to sit down with you at no charge to see where you stand in this, and we'll show you how we manage the money. We're registered investment advisors, so we charge a fee to manage the assets. And then we, we use TD Ameritrade to hold our assets. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. And also, if you get a chance, sign up for that free newsletter. That The newsletters are free. Our most recent one, we talk about that did not take long, which we talk about currency wars, which is one of our big things we said was going to happen this year. Can we get that call? No, we're running too late. Uh, and then we talk about – we point out the record P.E. ratios, and we talk about the deflationary wave we're seeing. So there's a lot of good things in these reports. We, we write all this stuff to help people out in Houston to, to save money to build up wealth. That's what the Max Out Saving Show is all about. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively, and that's the key to building up wealth. So if you get a chance, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can also call us at 713, at the office now, at the office at 713-627-0400. Well, we're coming up here in the end of the show, and uh, I just wanted to uh, talk. Remember, we are talking about savings, uh, paying for college, pull from all your sources, pull from your savings, ask for gifts, check for scholarships, get a job, uh and work to, to save that money for, for college. So there's ways to do it, but you have to pull everything together. Thanks a lot for listening to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioca, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show. And we'll see you then.
1: This has been the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca. On AM 1070, The Answer.